Here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Welcome to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. It is Wednesday, 11-18. Is that the date? God, I never know what day it is, you guys. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. The AltaCast is brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Have you ever tried medical tincture? Well, now's the time. Uh, go to TryAlta.com. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we are going through the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival submissions again. Been doing it for the past couple weeks. Why? Because this is a productive way for me to watch your videos. Because there's been a lot of them, which is making me ridiculously happy. Uh, we have so many to go through. I just, there's no way we'll get through them all tonight. I just know it. We're going to save some for next week on the AltaCast. Uh, hey, if you haven't applied yet to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, you still can! There's time until the 30th of November. Submissions are on our website, and they're free! Free! I'm gonna go from the bottom this time and go up. Uh, there's 57 entries right now, and more to come, so really excited about this. Uh, you guys are listening to Copay in the background. It's the Japanese Bjork. I will not be joined by my wonderful co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind today. She has other important life things to attend to. But uh, I was hoping that drummer comedian Aaron Barrett would come in and help me. But he didn't answer yet, so it's all good. All right, let's jump into the submissions. Just so you guys know, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 will be held March 2nd through 6th here. All the shows will be here at mutinyradio.fm. The Physical Sense, 2781 21st Street on the corner of Florida and 21st in the Deep Mission. Beautiful day here in San Francisco. It's going to be beautiful in March, too. Hope you can join us. All shows are going to be $5. There's going to be 24 shows in five days. We're going to have a national headliner on Friday night at 9 o'clock. Going on for an hour. It's going to be exciting. Uh, in negotiations right now with some comedians. Uh, we're also sponsored by PBR and Asiento, Subliminal SF, and of course, Alta California Botanicals. Just got an email today from Timbuktu. They might have their hat in the ring. Also talk to the lift people. I'm shooting big, you guys. Gotta go big or go home. I can't believe I just said that on the radio. I'm an asshole. Uh, hey guys, it's the AltaCast. Let's, let's do this, here we go. Stop wasting time, Pam. Get to the work. David Roth. I know David Roth, San Francisco Bay Area resident. David has performed in the Bay Area, L.A., and New York City at iconic venues like Cobbs and the Purple Onion. He has written two Super Bowl commercials and worked with comedy legends like Bob Odenkirk, Larry Charles, and Jim Gaffigan. Damn! I didn't know all that shit. <laughs> Fancy pants. 
fancy pants broth over here. In the Jeez. now you know they were in the in the comedy. Oh come on, his Vimeo is not showing up. Gosh darn it! Just send me a freaking YouTube, you dicks. Okay, hey, let's let's try another one. Uh, that uh, let's nope. That's all he gave me was a Vimeo. Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> Gonna be honest. Alright, so let's go back down to the bottom. Can't do that one. Here's the next one. And now I have to send him a separate email. Oh, I love this guy. Uh, this is Michael Montgomery. He was at a Fantastics two weeks ago and he absolutely slayed us all. Let's see what he brings today. To the Altacast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Again, this is Michael Montgomery from Rooster Tea Feathers. Give it up loud for Michael Montgomery. Yeah. Let him hear it. Yeah. Sounds a round of applause for coming out. It's hot today, man. Give yourselves a round of applause. Warm weather's not all bad news, though. It's not all bad news, all right? Because I saw like 20 girls with cut off jean shorts today. That's a win, right? You like the cut-off jean short? I like. I bet you can guess what I'm thinking when I see that. <laughs> yeah, I miss my dad. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know how he's doing. No, my whole life, my dad literally wore cut-off jean shorts. <laughs> Scarred me. We called him his daddy dukes. You know, they were, they were pretty hot, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Probably a big reason I do this for a living. You think? I, uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I like the nature shows on Netflix. I don't know about you guys. I love the nature shows. Netflix knows I like nature shows, so what it does is recommend other nature shows to me, right? That's what it does. So it recommended a show me the other day, and the title is When Animals Bite Back. What the? Who's out there biting animals? It's a bad idea right off the bat. Like, and I don't know why the title of the show wasn't just When Animals Bite, because that's what the show was about, you guys. And I was really disappointed, because I was like, oh, this is gonna be about like a guy they send around the world who just bites random animals. That's good TV. He's like, what is that? A ring-tailed lemur? No, I've never been one of those. Yeah. Get it out of the tree, totally. Get the badger out of the cage. Yeah, I'm gonna bite it. Oh, you don't think it's a good idea? Okay. Is the name of the show when interns talk back? No, it's when animals bite back. Put the badger in my mouth. It's my show. I'm glad you guys like that joke because uh, my friend did not like that joke, you guys. And uh, he didn't just tell me, he let me know by doing this. He was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, animals bite back, I get it, it's very clever. You ever, do people do that to you when you say stupid stuff? I hate that, man, I hate it. I hate it because not only is it rude, it's sexist, you guys. It's so, I've never seen anybody think something stupid and be like, oh yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, really smart. Oh, this guy, this guy over here. Genius. It's totally one-sided to just do this, man. Just throw in one of these every once in a while, man. It'll mess your friend's heads up for a minute, but we'll balance it out. I don't know, I'm, I, uh, I don't know if you guys all live like where you guys can get plastic bags. I live in Santa Cruz, you can't get plastic bags. They pretty much banned it pretty much everywhere in the Bay Area, right? And here's the thing. Environmentally, there's no argument against it. All right, but it's mildly inconvenient to me, and that's bad, all right? And, no, honestly, what I don't like now is, like, you can't make the environment, but it's the attitude. It's, it's messed the whole bag situation up now. It's made it like a whole thing. 
Now it's all attitude when they ask you if you want a bag, right? They're just like, oh, you want a bag? Like, like I have a bag fetish. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like a bag pervert. Like, I'm, I should hide my, I'm like, no, I don't want a bag. I need a bag, because I'm not a fucking marsupial. I would love to put these groceries in my pouch and hop into the sunset like a kangaroo. My ancestors chose thumbs, you know? Quit judging me, Diane from Save Mart. Jesus. What I think is weird is like about them judging our bag habits too is they're the ones who got me hooked. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just an innocent kid. I, I bought some stuff and they were like, hey kid, try that out. I was like, geez, that feels good, mister. How much is that? They're like, no, no, it's free. It's free. It's free. Just tell your friends about it. Dude, that's like crack dealing one-on-one, you guys. Like, they give them the first taste for free, they get the hooks in, then it's 10 cents, 25 cents. I'm gonna go back next week, I think, and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, you want a bag? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, just suck my dick. What? That shit was free like a year ago, dude. Hand job, that's it. A hand job. That's it. Draw the line. Guys, if you happen to be innocently just browsing around on Craigslist or whatnot, okay, and you see an ad that involves the word ass play, do not click on that ad. It's misleading, it's false advertising. Ass play sounds fun. I, I thought it was like an all gay Coldplay cover band, so I was like, this is gonna be rad. Where are they playing? Like, it is not that, you guys. In case you don't know what ass play is, they're talking about sticking their tongues in people's butts, all right? I'm just gonna ruin it. Ass play. That is not ass play, that's ass business, you guys. That is an ass job. Have some, you know what I mean? That's not an ass game, have some respect. You're going, you're gonna go down into the mines, you get ass lung down there. This is serious stuff, man. We're adults. I, guys, I wanna leave you with a little inspirational message, all right? We all, we all uh, you know, we have spiritual crises, all right? Existential funks. All right, something to be ashamed about, we're all human. But if you, if you need some spiritual guidance, I would like you guys to go to my favorite Christian website, okay? Ishenyou.com. Don't laugh, you guys, this is serious. Ishenyou.com. First of all, it sounds like it should be like a support website for women dating men with small penises. The inmate, I don't know. I have a lot of frequently asked questions I need answered. I just wish that I could have been, I wish I could have been there like when whoever came up with that idea like pitched it to their friends. Cause you know they were like, this is like the greatest idea I've ever had. This is the, this is totally gonna get the kids back in the church. He's pumped about it. He goes to the potluck on Sunday. He's like, guys, guys, I got it. I got it. I know how we're gonna spread the glory of our Lord and Savior, you guys. Is he in you.com, boom. They were like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good, no, that's a good idea for this let me tell you something, Brad. That is the greatest idea for a Christian website I've ever heard. I'm gonna do that. Hey, thanks, guys. My name is Michael. Yay! 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 That was Michael Montgomery. Yes, pile. Yes, pile. How do we put him in the yes pile? Yes, pile. Oh, move two. Yes, pile. Uh, he gets moved to the in-town pile. Thank you, kind sir, Michael Montgomery.
All right, here we go, on to the next video. Love to start out with a, a successful first choice. Here we go. Number two, Jeremy Hammond. He is from Brooklyn. All right, Brooklyn. Jeremy Hammond is a Brooklyn-based comedian, comic book writer, and politically correct internet pariah. Jeremy has been a consistent presence in the New York City comedy scene as well as up and down the East Coast. He has performed at the Gotham Comedy Club, New York Comedy Club, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, and is a regular at the LOL Comedy Club. Uh, special stuff about you, in addition to being a comedian, I also make cartoons and I'm happy to contribute illustrations to the festival. All right, here we go. Your video, kind sir. Jeremy Hammond, waiting for your video. It's in a Dropbox. Oh, this is confusing for me. Uh, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. And we are going to listen to... Oh, it worked! I can't believe it. Here we go. Jeremy Hammond. Laughing Buddha Comedy. Your next comic coming to the stage, very, very funny man. Please welcome to the stage, Jeremy Hammond, everybody! Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. How about that, uh, about that weather out there, guys? We're back in fall. Isn't it fantastic? Guys, we're back in hat season. Big time of year for bald guys. Really into it. No longer have to explain why my money is so damp. That's pretty cool. And most of all, guys, best part about fall, football's back. Yeah, yeah right? Football's back. We don't have to pretend that hockey is a watchable sport anymore. Uh, don't look at me like I'm the asshole because I value visibility in my sports, all right? Like, can you see the puck? I can't see the puck. I can't. No, nobody can see the puck. It's like a, it, it's like macho posturing back and forth. Everyone's like, oh, of course I can see the puck. You can see the puck, right? Oh, yeah, wait. I'm not some kind of bag who can't see the puck. Jeez. And the one time they tried to address it, they made that laser beam puck in the mid-90s. Everyone loved it except for hockey fans. Hockey fans came out like a bunch of Neanderthals afraid of fire. <laughs> Like, listen, I think the fire is cool. I respect the fire, but... Oh, it's buffering, buffering, buffering. Jeremy Hammond is buffering. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm every Wednesday from noon to 2. Today we're going through these submissions. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. It's going to be here, all here in the studio, um, 40 Seat Theater, super intimate, so many bizarre shows. One of them is a uh, karaoke song and set. Comedians are going to do a song and then do a set. Yeah! Another show is the Roast of Jesus and Religion. It's going to be a lot of fun on a Sunday. You have a national headliner. Oh, I don't know why it's not working. Bummer, Jeremy Hammond. Maybe we'll get back to it. Well, I'm excited about the festival. I don't know what I think of that guy's set yet. I mean, I like hockey's okay. I guess I attuned to that whole thing in the early 90s with the, it was on Fox and the little fast puck. You could see it. And, and they changed color when someone made like a slap shot and followed them around. Oh, it's because I lost the internet, not because of any other reason. My goodness. 
Of course, it always happens like that, doesn't it? Hear that? Here, that's my computer trying to be smart again. Da-na-na. Hey, you guys are listening to Mutiny Radio. We're having technical difficulties. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I thought you'd be born half clowns, half white, like parrots. <laughs> or perhaps uh, half clown, half black, like Don Kane. <laughs> it was the 90s, guys. That's when I was a kid. That's why those are old references. And so one time I, uh, I went to a birthday party and uh, there was a clown there. And you know what you do when you go to a birthday party and there's a clown there, right? You chit-chat. Where are you from? How'd you get into show business? Normal clown stuff, right? And eventually I ask her, do you mind if I touch your nose? You know, I've never felt a clown's nose before. I'd really like to feel yours. Do you mind? And she says, yeah, don't even worry about it. She hands it to me. And needless to say, guys, I was devastated. I was very upset. And I distinctly remember saying to myself, Man, I'm at this birthday party, I'm just trying to have a good time, and they couldn't even get a real clown here. <laughs> and worse yet, they got a white woman to dress up in clown face. It's just offensive. <laughs> Big fan of Star Wars, any Star Wars fans in the house? I love Star Wars, but it's very difficult for me to watch Star Wars now without recognizing how completely racist it is. <laughs> It's a completely racist movie. Try and tell me that you can come up with a universe with ostensibly any type of creature imaginable, but only one black guy? Come on. There's only one black guy in Star Wars, ever. You got Samuel Jackson in the prequels, you got Billy Dee Williams in the, in the next ones, and then the new ones, uh, I don't know, some guy. It doesn't matter. The point is, there's only ever one black guy. It's like the showbiz equivalent of, uh, I couldn't be racist, I've got a black friend. <laughs> And I'm so excited for the new movie, too, man. They got us all hyped up. They're like, we got Mark Hamill back. We got Harrison Ford back. You're like, whoa, you guys gonna get Billy Dee Williams, too? And they're like, whoa, buddy, pump the brakes. We already got one. I'd call that quota filled. Jeez, what does he think this is? A Spike Lee joint? Come on. One of the worst offenders of this, guys? The Harry Potter movies. Do you guys know that there's 20 hours of Harry Potter movies? And over that 20 hours, non-white actors only talk for six minutes. You know who talks for longer than that? Fucking snakes. Really, like what, what does that say about white people? Like what does that say that our fantasy writers, the people who invent fantasies, can't think of a fantasy they like more they just no black people. What about Seinfeld? What about Seinfeld, guys? We watched that for what, 10, 12 years? We're like, oh, that Kramer, he's so funny. He's like America's kooky uncle, isn't he? And then he says the N-word on stage, and you're like, oh, that's the other thing kooky uncles do. <laughs> Shit, forgot about that one. I'll leave you guys on this. I ate at a Red Robin recently. You guys know Red Robin, anybody? Burger place? Yeah, I ordered a burger there, and my waitress asked me, would you like that pink or brown? <laughs> let me just let that sit with you guys. That is disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting, because would you like it pink or brown? Not a burger order, right, guys? That is a euphemism that a prostitute uses to avoid entrapment. You guys, thank you so much. I'm
really get lots of laughs. Uh, I don't know about him. I don't know if I'm putting him into the automatic file. I just, he wasn't that unusual. I'm gonna go on to the next one. Walter De Silva. Special stuff of Bryce, he's from Georgia. Oh my goodness. Smyrna, Georgia, what a name. Uh, I'm a regular Latino, not Mexican comedian. I've been traveling around doing stand-up in Spanish for a while, and now I'm trying to make a crossover. I'm a comedian that happens to be Christian, but I am not a Christian comedian. Very clean, fun. Comedian is spelled wrong after Christian. Just FYI. All right, this will be interesting. I'm excited. Smyrna, Georgia. Clean comedian. Wally stand up. Here we go, you guys. Walter Da Silva here on Mutiny Radio. Good. Doing good so far? Yeah. Let me see. My name is Walter Da Silva. I'm Latino, not Mexican. All right, let me, let me just, I need to clarify that. Any Latinos in the house? Where are you from? Oh yeah, so you the south part of Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah you, you see it? You got, I'm not from Mexico, you know, just, and it's tough, it's tough here in the United States, we, we got the tendency to stereotype everybody, you know? And, and I learned that the hard way. I learned that not every black person can sing. I know that, you know? And I learned that not every white person is racist. I know that, I got like two friends or not. I, I, trust me, I know that. So, and at the same time, know every person that speaks Spanish is from Mexico, you know? Like you here in, you know, in, in Georgia, like California, you speak Spanish, you're Mexican. You know, if you're in Miami, you speak Spanish, you're from, there you go. If you're in New York and you speak Spanish, you are? There you go, you see what I'm saying? And it's hard, it's hard because I'm original from Argentina. There you go. She got it, man. She's a smart girl. You better keep her, man. You better keep her. And the rest, I see when I say Argentina, everybody got quiet. Don't worry about it. I, I don't have Ebola. That, I'm, that's not Africa. I'm South American. And when I say South American, I'm not talking about Miami either. It's South American. Well, Brazil, you know the guy was from Brazil? We're under that country. There's about 20 countries that speak Spanish. You know, Mexico is only a country. It's not a continent. Okay, uh, let me give you this cultural moment right here. It's not a con it's not a continent, it's just a country. We don't we speak Spanish, we don't speak Mexican. <laughs> the Puerto Rican, they might have a whole different thing. That you need to be bilingual to understand them, you know? They don't know if they're Latino, they're, they don't know if they're Americans, but that's another thing, that's for the next one. But I just, it's tough to be Latino right here. You know, I, when I came to the United States, I didn't speak English at all. I know what you're thinking. You still don't. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but at least I'm trying, you know. I can I got options. I can speak in, in Spanish to you. I can speak Portuguese. So shut up. If you don't speak another language, don't say anything, man. Don't laugh about my accent, man. My girl loved my accent. Okay? And that's good. Uh, so it's it's really tough, especially now, you know, with the president it's, it's all the controversy. This guy is super smart, man. This guy to the point nobody likes him any, anymore. So you know what, okay, let's go for the Latinos. Hey, green card for everybody. You know, and it's just, he's super smart, man. It's just, I, I grew up 
in a country with, uh, in, in Argentina, like I said, you know, summer, it's in December. So for Christmas, we are in the middle of 120 degrees. It's super tough, but yeah. And I grew up, I was a kid, you know, and I see this old guy with a big, wide beard, all dressed up in red. I said, poor guy, man. Just give me the shorts. Shave yourself, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, because I was waiting for the uh, for the pool, you know? And every time, you know, here is different. You know, you, you were your kid, you do a, a letter to Santa, you know, and you, 90% of the time, you might have whatever you ask for. In our country, it's not like that. You know, I will do 10,000 cars, letters to Santa, and he will give me every year the same. We're five in my family. Underwears and socks, that's all we get. You know, and, and, and that's not the problem because the, the, the problem is when you go outside and everybody says, oh, look what Santa gave me. And I, I got a bicycle. You remember those bicycles that looks like a bike? You know, nice. And everybody starts showing the gift. That's the problem right there. When little Maria comes to me and says, what? what did he get for Santa? Uh, don't worry about it. I know, I, I don't have any. Don't worry. Oh, I want to see it, Walter. I want to see it, Walter. Hey, don't worry about it. No, no, no. Chit, Walter, please. I want to see it. Look, mine. I'm, I'm being nice. I'm showing it to you, okay? <laughs> you see, I got Batman in my underwear. You know? <laughs> but here is different, you know? And, and I wanted just to bring this to you guys, and, and I'm going to leave you with this. It's uh, uh, Thanksgiving is coming. And uh, we have to just let everything on the side, you know, about all the controversies and the difference between if we like it, if we hate the president. Just be thankful that we're, we have the freedom to be here and talk about whatever we want and people still laughing about it. You know, remember, just maybe your car is Japanese, your electronics are Chinese, you know, your shirts are Indian, you know, your, your uh, democracy is Greek. You know, your letters are Latin. And you, you're complaining because you have a immigrant, uh, immigrant on your side, your neighborhood is an uh, immigrant. Just forget about it and just live your life. And God bless you guys. Thank you so much. All right, Walter De Silva. Here's the next one that says closer to Jesus. I'm actually kind of interested in what um, what he's got is a, a Christian set. Let's see if this is a Christian set or what this is. ¿Qué tal? Buen día. ¿Me, me escuchan bien? Can you put this okay. up? Can you guys hear us okay? Can you guys hear me? Hello? Uno? Can you bring it up? Yeah. Okay. Chicos, ¿me escuchan todos? Oh, man, he's in Espanol. Seguro. Si ustedes hablan más o no hablan, va a ser más fácil para mí para comunicarme con ustedes, ¿sí? Los chicos... If you guys don't talk during the message, that would make it a lot easier for us. Solo va a tomar unos minutitos. We're only going to be here for sí. a few minutes. Wow, okay, I can't listen to him do Jesus stuff, but wow. This is the same guy doing a big Jesus thing. He does stand-up too. That's really interesting. Wow. Well, I think that he's going to go in the out-of-town pile. I find that very interesting. Um, that he, I, I really do, that, that was, see, oh, that was, the, it was this one, oops. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, 
we are going through the submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. The next one is by Lael Gold. This is her at the punchline. I didn't know she's done the punchline. Wow. Uh, Lael Gold. Comedian Lael Gold. We uh, saw her last Sunday. Uh, this is from March 31st, 2015. I guess she hangs out there on uh, Sundays. Punchline! such a it's a special holy time of year we've got a really important holiday coming right up april fool's day um and in fact before i get into my set i realize this gives us an amazing opportunity we can collectively make our mark on the celebrity industrial complex which is something i know a lot of us dreamed of as a kid so how many people here are on Facebook or Twitter? Give it up for yourselves for being a zombie in front of your computer. So this is, I am very good at April Fools. Like, nobody is better at it than me. And so you're going to get to ride my coattails with this. Uh, basically, the key is that whatever we say happened here tonight has to be interesting and exciting, but highly realistic. So this is what, is everybody on board to tweet or Facebook what I'm about to give out? I need to hear more on board. Thank you. Here we go. This is, this is, just trust me. You might question, just trust me, go with it. Just type without thinking. What we're gonna say is that Dave Chappelle and Diane Feinstein were canoodling at the bar. Does that work for everyone? And we need, because it needs to be super realistic, and this is going to be a mass communication about race in America. So we need to have one person give it up for the team and be racist. So who's, you don't have to identify yourself, but you're going to have to use the term swirling, which is an unfortunate racist term for interracial relationships. It's just because we need to be realistic, and it's not, nobody's gonna believe it if not one American in this room is racist. So, thank you, thank you. I love you for that. Um, so, okay, uh, on to my set. But everybody's on board, right? I really wanna do this. You gotta at Diane Feinstein, at Dave Chappelle. Diane is not gonna deny anything. She doesn't wanna alienate funny people or African-Americans, she's gonna go with it. Um, Dave is gonna be too cool to deny this, or he's gonna be fine with it. So just thank you, thank you. Um, you guys, four shopping days until Easter, what? And three until Passover. That means Christians, you have four days to buy yummy chocolate shaped like cute animals. And Jews, you have three days to stock up on bitter herbs and dead animal bones. <laughs> don't, don't tell me the Jews aren't spoiled. Quit taking all the goodies. Quit hoarding all the goodies, Hebrew people. Come on. Um, didn't work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but we know those holidays, they're not just about, uh, you know, 
uh, conspicuous consumption. They're not really about that. They're really about celebrating some rich, complicated figures from history. Um, Moses, a great leader of his people, but a horrible BDSM partner. He led them out of sore bondage. That's no fun. Um, and you know what? The other day I heard a comedian at an open mic saying that Jesus wasn't white. And I had to reflect on that. I thought, you know, I traveled in the Middle East. I don't know. Really? Maybe he was ambiguously white. I'm not sure. So I went to the Bible, the source of all truth. <laughs> and what did I discover there? Jesus wasn't just white, he was up to here with white privilege. He was. What did he do at the Last Supper? He ordered off menu. Wait up, wait up, boy. I'll have my own body with a side of my own blood. Um, I hear my body is quite good. Quite good indeed. Check your privilege, Jesus. Um, and you know how in classic depictions of the Last Supper, Jesus looks resigned to the bad service. Um, you know, uh, there's another figure we should mention if we mention this too. Um, it's a little known fact actually that God is something of a sad sack. He's got some self-esteem issues. Even though he had heavy hitters like Jesus and Moses worshiping him, still. So, um, and you know, this next joke is actually vocabulary dependent, so please bear with me. But, you know, when you get still and you listen closely, you can actually hear God saying, ineffable? I think I'm very effable. Um, no, but some, seriously, somebody needs to sleep with God already. He has not gotten laid since the first century. That was the first century BC. And she was a virgin. So how good could it have been, really? I mean, the guy made the Grand Canyon. That's got to be worth a hand job. Maybe the same lady who volunteered to be our racist American tweeting will give God a hand job. I can only hope so. I think those two, that willingness might go hand in hand. You guys, I am 47 years old, which, uh, which means I've hit that sweet spot for a woman where I can still get pregnant, but the baby is much more likely to be defective. It's such a special time. younger men will date me, and absolutely much older men will date me, but men my own age, they kind of have to be compulsive gamblers. <laughs> or one might genuinely want a retarded child. Um, no, but you know what? Actually, I was recently involved with a man 17 years younger than I am. Don't hold back with the applause. But you know, don't don't say it. I think I started hearing it over here. Don't say it, don't even think it. I 
fucking hate the term cougar. It is so sexist. First of all, I was not the predator. I didn't go after him. He came after me. Second of all, and this is true, when I was his age, I was with a man 27 years older than I was. And nobody called him a bobcat. <laughs> they, they did call him a panther, but that's because he was one of the original Black Panthers. Uh, no, but you know what? It was interesting being with a man so much younger than me. For instance, whenever we would have a fight, it would always be a scramble to see who could call the authorities first. Me to report elder abuse or him to contact Child Protective Services. Um, thank you so much. Happy April Fool's Day to everyone here. Not a bad performance from Lael Gold at the punchline. I think she's moving on to the in-town pile. Here we go, Sam DeSalvo. Oh my gosh, another punchline video. All these people who've been at the punchline, I don't go to the punchline because I just don't have time on Sundays, so I don't, I haven't seen any of these sets. This was from August uh, I will 11th. tell you that if you are unemployed for a long period of time, like I was, you will become the worst person. Uh, here's an example. I, uh, I got up in the middle of the night while I was unemployed, which is around 3.30 p.m. I went into my pantry, and I hadn't been able to buy food in a while, so all I had was a loaf of moldy bread. So I just ate around the mold. I was like, best meal I had all week. That's great. I was feeling pretty bad about myself, though, so I decided to apply for a job that I thought would make me feel really good about myself. So I applied for something called Teach for America. Oh, hold on. Um, Teach for America, if, for, for those of you who don't know, is where they take people like me who have never taught anyone anything before and had eaten mold in their life. And they put them in the most underserved areas of the country, which is kind of like if they recruited cops by saying, hey, You've played cops and robbers before, right? In this scenario, you're always a cop. Welcome to Compton! They give you like a sack lunch and they're like, go get him, sport. You're good. So I made it through the rigorous uh, application process. They were like, hey, uh, do you have any felonies? I was like, nope. They were like, cool, come on down. And they brought me down to the group interview. The group interview was going so well, you guys. I had asked all the right questions. I'd drawn all the right pictures. Things were going good. Then uh, the woman who was coordinating the interview, she gave like a closing statement. She was like, hey, here at Teach for America, we like our teachers to think like our students. I was like, cool, dope. I'm in. She's like, we like our teachers to talk like our students. I was like, all right, cool. Then she said this, she's like, we like our teachers to look like our students. I was like, this is getting racist. But I am unemployed, and I need some money. And the following is not a lie. She said, I know what you all are thinking. I'm white. She 
held out her wrist like so, as if I carded her about her race. And she said, but I immersed myself in the culture when I became part of Teach for America. I married a Mexican. True story, couple of reasons why that's weird. Uh, besides the obvious, that is not how having sex with someone works. You do not soak up their nationality and attributes. Not at all. If that were true, I'd be way better at Zelda and 9-11 conspiracy theories. I would be the best! Um, and also, like, just a heads up for a woman who's going to shape our youth. Uh, she had syntax error in what she said. She didn't immerse herself in the culture. Culture immersed itself in her. Uh, so, uh, other big accomplishments for me, besides being employed now, which is great, uh, I recently turned 25. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool, pretty awesome. Didn't die yet, we're good. Um, the thing about being 25 is that, like, when I tell anyone who's over 30 that I'm 25, they act like it's so cool. They're like, oh my god, to be 25 again! Uh, everything was beautiful and nothing hurt! Oh my god! Wow. Like, they act like it's the best drug trip they've ever been on. And I wish I could say the same. Like, the biggest contribution I've given, like, so far is it's so bad, like it's just that I've been able to point out to people over the age of 30 that the eggplant emoji also sometimes doubles as a dick. <laughs> That's all I'm contributing at this point. Uh, I know I'm dumb still because my friend made me eggs the other day and I was like, That's so nice of you that you made me eggs, but I don't eat dairy. <laughs> Yeah, what? It's right. Eggs are not dairy. I only thought that because you can also find them on a farm. Like that, that, that's it. That also means I can't eat tractors. What a bummer. Gosh. Uh, anyone out here single? Yeah. Single couple. That's weird. Yeah. I hope you get married. Because this night, in this moment, that all three of us are having right now. That's some advice for you. My friends tried to keep me, give me advice when I was single. They were like, hey, Sam, we've been looking, and we got, we got some tips for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shouldn't date your coworkers. Don't do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you shouldn't date comedians. No, broke and broken. Do not date them. And that would be cool advice if those weren't the only two groups of people I ever came into contact with. Uh, other than comedians and coworkers, that leaves my family. I'm not about that, I'm not about that life. Also leaves my doctor. That's it, that's all I have. And dating my doctor is not that bad of an idea, honestly. Uh, he's rich, already knows a lot about me. And he's got a poster in his office that I think would make it like really easy to hit on him. You know? It says, uh, one out of two people will get HPV. And I'd just be like, hey, you want to make it two out of two? <laughs> uh, I had some, I've had some horrible dating stories in my day. Yeah, anyone else? No, great, you guys are all killing it, yeah. Never been on a bad date, fortunate people. So let me give you a look into what it could be like, everyone. A little ghost story for you. Uh, I was going out with this guy and it was actually going pretty well. We got into the feeling up portion of the date. 
and um, things are going good. He asked a question, which can sometimes be sexy. I assure you this one was not. He said to me, hey, are these A cups or B cups? First of all, why are you asking that question? Do you have a database that you're like trying to keep track of, trying to up your B cup game? And you're like, hey, are these flat against your chest or not? I can't tell. Second of all, they're C cups, you asshole. when I was nowhere near having sex in high school just so these B cups are grown to C cups for you to ask me stupid questions like that. All right, like, that's like if I, if I was giving him a hand job and I was like, hey, just wondering, is this an in or an Audi? I can't tell, I don't know. Uh, I recently started hanging out with my first ever friend, again, which is cool. It's good to be reunited with her. She's doing great now. I will say she was a weird six-year-old, and uh, here's a story I have about that. Um, when we were six years old, we used to play Barbies together all the time. And uh, every time we'd play Barbies together, she would always make the Barbies have sex. That was just her thing, which is great. It was the 90s, we were liberated, it's cool. The weird thing about the way in which she would make the Barbies have sex is she would always take the dominant party, man, woman, she was very progressive, just either one, and she would split their legs like so and make this sound. And tell me, they're peeing. And make creepy eye contact like that. So I knew they were peeing. And I was like, yeah, of course, they're peeing. Yeah, of course. That's how you sex. Of course, because I didn't know. But I needed to find out right away because I was six years old and a bedwetter and I wasn't looking to start a family. So I outsourced this question about sex to the only person I could trust, my mom. I was like, mom, when people have sex with each other, do they pee on one another? And she just responded, not always. <laughs> and that's how I learned about sex. Are you guys ready for a great show? Yeah. Wow, she was hosting. I didn't know that Sam DeSalvo hosts at the Punchline. That's interesting. Wow. Well, I'll move her to in town. I'm learning a lot about people here on the AltaCast, here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, it's interesting because I do not hang out at the Punchline on Sundays. I have a boyfriend and I just can't give... I gave a whole year to being there every Sunday. It just didn't do anything for me and I just feel like it was a waste of time so I don't ever want to go back there. Unless they book me for real because they think I'm funny. Uh, just because I don't have time. I'm too busy. Here we go. This is Claire Weber. She is out of town. She is from Seattle. All right, Claire. 1990, she was born. Everyone's so young. All right, Claire Weber. Jai Tai. Give it up for everybody, Claire Weber! Pillow. Stuffed animal. My hand. A piece of folded up deli turkey at room temperature. 
these are things I've practiced kissing on. <laughs> Carrot. <laughs> Zucchini. <laughs> Japanese eggplant. A dildo. <laughs> These are ingredients for an unappetizing soup. <laughs> I like how we give people animal names to describe their sexual proclivities, like cougar or bear or fuck pig. <laughs> I'm crazy in bed. <laughs> because I'm crazy all the time. <laughs> I'm crazy in the dining room. I'm crazy on the bus. I'm crazy at your place of employment. <laughs> Apparently, the only place I don't seem crazy is on my OkCupid okay profile. <laughs> I am an absolute animal in the sack. If a starfish counts as an animal. <laughs> beautiful things kept in cages. <laughs> Some women are into serial killers because they have an erotic attraction to danger. And others want to fix the men they're with. I just think a serial killer would be better at hiding other women than my past boyfriend. <laughs> It's so hard for me, though, to imagine these women who get prison inmate pen pals and then get engaged to guys on death row when I can't even get one to write me back. <laughs> I just want to start a Manson family of my own. My biological clock is ticking. <laughs> like a package from Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> That's funny, that joke usually bombs. <laughs> I'm gonna keep listening, we don't have to listen anymore, she's hilarious, she's definitely. All my friends are having babies and getting married. And the only aisle I'm walking down is the frozen food section of the grocery store. <laughs> to buy a single lean cuisine. <laughs> to take home and let thaw and eat at room temperature <laughs> because my ex took the microwave and he moved out. <laughs> and I'm using my oven to store all my extra dishes. <laughs> 
because I really only need a plate, a fork, and a really big wine glass. <laughs> Guys, what sound does a wolf make? Very good. What sound does a cat make? Nice. What sound does a snake make? No, you're wrong. <laughs> a snake sounds like, Claire, I care about you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I recently found out that elephants have a noise that specifically means bees! Let's get out of here. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if humans had a sound that meant bees? Let's get out of here. But I realized we do have that noise. And it sounds like bees! <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> I've taken a lover. <laughs> and we have the amazing ability to come to orgasm at the same time. And when we do, I like to wrap my legs around him and whisper gently in his ear, Jinx. <laughs> Stop talking to me. I take a lot of pregnancy tests, <laughs> but I buy really cheap ones, so I trust them about as much as my ability to take birth control every day. Sometimes I'll take four at once, like a pregnancy test Wolverine. are like my third favorite thing to pee on. <laughs> okay, she's a genius. That was great. Uh, that was Claire Weber out of Seattle. Love her, love her, love her, love her. Uh, moving her to out of town. Good job. All right, next, Paul Fanning, Burlingame. 40-year-old divorcee in the middle of a midlife crisis. He doesn't have, uh, he didn't give us an audio clip. Next, didn't give us a clip. Can't do anything without that. Uh, next is Kelly Dwyer. She is out of Brooklyn, New York. Let's read her bio. Kelly Dwyer, you guys are listening to the Altacast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going through the submissions for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 2nd through 6th, here in beautiful San Diego on the corner of 21st and Florida, 2781 21st Street. Killer Killy Dwyer is a mock star, comedic musician. Her catchy and comple completely unexpected one-of-a-kind act can be best described as comedy punk cabaret using vocal looping, a host of instruments, Mistakes and improvisations, audience participation, found sound, toys, and apps. Killy is like Reggie Watts meets Bridget Everett meets Andy Kaufman. Killy is a two-time Andy Kaufman Award finalist 
and was named one of five female Brooklyn artists you should know by Brooklyn Exposed. It was nominated by Planet Connections for Best Band Musician and was Funniest Musician on the Planet by Funny Not So Funny. It's funnynotslutty.com. Wow. All right, let's look at Killer Kelly Dwyer. Boo. Uh, it's a 21 minute video. We're not gonna watch the whole thing. Someone who is not hashtag the struggle is someone who I love and adore. I have done shows with her for many, many years. She has been seen in like new. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Hey. I don't wanna hear him. Okay. <laughs> how honored, how honored, how, how just, just blessed are you all to see me open <laughs> <laughs> for the dream socks tonight? You guys are pretty. Fucking lucky right now. <laughs> I mean, don't you think it's so beautiful inside? <laughs> I was not blessed with beauty on the outside, but goddamn it, my insides are fucking gorgeous! Woo! Let's go, Sam. Okay, you guys. <laughs> serious with you guys for just a second. <laughs> was over in the corner and she's had like four, four glasses of whiskey. And I was like, Killy, don't do this to us tonight. There are a lot of new people who have never seen you. You could really blow these people away. Like, Fuck you, man. I'm gonna fucking drink as much as I goddamn want to. This is my party night, bitch. Yeah, it's Saturday. Let's do this thing. And I was like, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I will get laid later. So let's see what happens. Unless he's played by Ray Fine. 
asked for more. I asked for more. <laughs> more respect for Indian or a Jew. Oh, yes, he's prayed by. Let's do this together, guys. Make me feel respected. <laughs> there are no other women in the lineup tonight. <laughs> that is so racist. Ready? <laughs> Don't laugh at her when she laughs at herself. It's inappropriate behavior, but she should not be laughing at her own jokes. Obviously, Killy Dwyer is going in the out-of-town yes pile. She's moving on! Clearly, that was only half of her thing, and that was she killed it. All right, next, we've got Shane Rogers. He's a dude out of Aptos, California. Shane Rogers grew up in a San Francisco-based traveling circus. Wow, his relaxed conversational style comes naturally to a performer who's been working in this age since age nine from epic battles with his hateful cat, oh I like that, to the perils of truck stop diners. The topic is too mundane or too bizarre. He came in second place at the Walk the Plank thing at Rooster Tea Feathers in 2013. And the finals in May 2014, good for him. Shane Rogers, let us watch some YouTube from you, sir. Here we go. that we have an excuse to drink on a Sunday night energy. I like that. That's good. So you guys are in for a treat, man. We got Giannis, we got uh, Tim Babb. This is going to be a lot of fun. We've had fun this weekend. I had fun last night. I got to hang out with my best friend. I haven't seen him for a while, and uh, he's super excited because he just got his driver's license. Man's, man's in his 30s. He just got his driver's license. And uh, I congratulated him. Have you ever noticed how much easier it is to congratulate someone if you don't really envy their accomplishment? <laughs> will say something like, dude, guess what? I just graduated from mime school. And you're like, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. And he's like, yeah. And also, I just started dating a swimsuit model. And you're like, congratulations on being shallow. Because <laughs> we're all so bitter, you know? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you have any success in life, there's going to be jealousy. I guarantee every time Mother Teresa left a room, there were three other nuns sitting there going, we got to take this bitch down. <laughs> she thinks she is getting all the press I'm just getting over being sick you guys I was sick for a while I was sick for like weeks 
and it uh, kind of freaked me out because last year, right around this time, I was sick for like three months straight. I just couldn't kick it. And what I learned is that the longer you're sick, the more vulnerable and susceptible you become to terrible healthcare advice from your stupid friends. Because <laughs> all of our friends have some dumbass homeopathic remedy that they swear works, and you get desperate enough, you'll try anything. After a few weeks of being sick, you'll sink down to like fear factor levels of desperation. You're just like, alligator semen, tell me more. <laughs> come in pill form, or do I have to extract it directly from the alligator? I will do what it takes. You're sick, there's nothing to do, you're just sitting at home, watching Netflix. You guys like Netflix? Yeah. yeah. I love Netflix, but I'm starting to get offended by Netflix suggestions. Because Netflix and Hulu, they're always suggesting content they think you'll like, based on the kind of person they think you are, and I'm always offended by it. I'm like, really, Netflix? I seem like a Gossip Girl kind of guy, like, is that who I have you? I was like, fine. I tried watching Gossip Girl, could barely get through the first five seasons. <laughs> the show is addictive. Touche, Netflix. Okay. Well. I just want to watch cartoons on Netflix, but I feel kind of weird about it because I don't have kids. Raise your hand if you have kids. How many of you guys have children? A lot of you guys have kids. That's cool. I actually, I envy you guys because you have an excuse to watch Disney movies. Like, if I'm around a child, I'm just like, sweet, I can sing along to Frozen without looking like a freak. This is awesome. Because I love Disney movies. But if you're an adult man singing Let It Go, like, there's either a child in the room or you're not legally allowed to be in a room with a child. Those are the options. And that sucks, because The Little Mermaid, this is true, The Little Mermaid is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie, but I never have an excuse to watch it. So I get all excited when my niece comes to visit for the holidays. Be like, I bet somebody wants to watch The Little Mermaid again. She's like, dude, I'm 19. Why do you need me watch this stupid movie again? Why can't we watch Saw 5, you pussy? She's precious. <laughs> Can I share something personal with you guys? Can I do that? I made a sex tape with my girlfriend. I made a, made a home video. It did not, did not go well. It turns out it's very challenging to make a quality, hardcore, pornographic home movie if you own a cat. <laughs> the cat has no respect for the cinematic process. Our video was 45 minutes of my cat sitting directly in front of the camera and licking her own ass. This is our video. Trust my cat. I have a weird relationship with my cat because I don't feel like my cat is loyal to me. And that's hurtful. Like, she'll ignore me for hours around the house. But then my friends come over and she's just all up on them, just flaunting her furry little body and putting her ass in their face. It's just shameless. And I'm like, that's fine, cat. If that's how we're gonna play it, that's cool. So then I go out and I find a local neighborhood cat and I just rub them all over me like a loofah sponge. So then when I get home, then she'll smell them and she'll get jealous. It's like mind games, you gotta do this with a cat. So then she does, she gets jealous. So then she pisses in my bed. So then I shit in her litter box. It's just this escalating arms race, like she destroys the couch. So then I go find her little cat boyfriend, and I neuter him. <laughs> that sex tape wasn't gonna be any good, you guys. Comedians, we don't have like cool sex experiences. We just have weird sex experiences. Because the kind of people that sleep with comedians are weird people, it's true. I slept with a girl one time who had a picture of her grandmother's face tattooed on her shoulder. Right there, it was like there was an old woman staring at me throughout the entire day. It was like the creepiest threesome ever. 
And it was weird because they were related, so there was a resemblance. Like, I felt like I was sleeping with her and then, like, old, wrinkled future her at the same time. This is how messed up my brain is. So all I can think is, like, what if she lied to me? What if this tattoo actually is of her? And she got it when she was younger, and then for the last 50 years, only the tattoo has been aging. It's like the tattoo of Dorian Gray. And I was like, I wonder if an 18th century literary reference is gonna work in Sunnyvale. <laughs> now we know. Tepid. <laughs> I had a real threesome once, you guys, not just a tattoo threesome. This, uh, this happened to me when I first started doing comedy. This couple approached me after a show, it was a guy and a girl. And I'm not bisexual, but I'm also not homophobic. Like, I'm not scared to be in the same room with a naked guy. I've been in plenty of locker rooms in my life. As long as the girl is the focus, I'm fine with it. And this girl was really cute. It seemed like she was into me. I felt like we were on the same page. Uh, as it turned out, her boyfriend was way more into me, and we were not on the same page. <laughs> you ever tried to renegotiate a threesome when you're already naked? I was like, whoa, just unhand me, sir. Let's discuss this later. Some incidental contact, that's fine. It's just my fantasy. He's a professional, he goes on for another 14 minutes. Uh, we're gonna just move him into the yay pile. Good job, Shane Rogers at Rooster Teeth Feathers. Like him. All right, let's move on to Kim Martell from Woodland, California. I used to uh, do theater in Woodland, it's funny. Sacramento based comedian, hyper aware of his shortcomings. Here we go, Kim Martell, doing a thingy at the punchline right here. You guys will listen to the AltaCast here on Alta California Botanicals. Brought to you by Alta California Botanicals on MutinyRadio.fm. Right, I want you guys to give a very warm welcome to the next performer, the very, very funny Kim Martell. this weekend. I never do. But I feel bad because they asked me because I'm their last image of what is cool, which is really sad. So I have to be like, I can't tell them the truth. I can't say I watched an episode of House Hunters and then I watched House Hunters International and then I watched House Hunters Where Are They Now? And then that first episode of House Hunters came back on, so I watched that too. Um, I have to be like, 
I sucked so much dick this weekend. <laughs> like, first it was a local dick, and then it was an international dick, and then there was a real fixer-upper. <laughs> they like that. Um, I just, I'm suspicious of people who have kids, because they're always trying to get me to have kids, as they simultaneously bitch about their terrible children. Like, children somehow became the new smoking, Everybody knows it's bad for you, but people keep doing it. Uh, I don't know. I guess, I don't understand whose idea it was to start calling kids a blessing. Like, kids sound like the opposite of a blessing, actually. Um, calling kids a blessing is like calling a guy with no legs handy-capable. Like, it's patronizing at best. Like, I don't, regardless of what your beliefs are, like, that's just rude. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Remember where I was going with that? Oh, um, sensitivity. <laughs> um, yeah, so people are really sensitive about their kids. I was having a conversation with my coworker because um, we have to do that occasionally. And I mentioned that I don't like blonde guys, and I didn't think that was a big deal. And she said to me, "Well, my little Landers is blonde. <laughs> Landers is four. And I said, I don't want to fuck your baby. <laughs> and I don't see why you have a problem with that. Um, this is my, my the same coworker that uh, doesn't post pictures of her kids on Facebook, which is like the only cool thing about her, right? Like we all have blocked all of our friends who have babies. Like, but she, and so I said to her, I was like, I think this is really cool. And she said, well, you know, I'm my own person. And, and I was just like, this is going really well. I should have stopped with the conversation right there because she ended it with, and you know, sickos. <laughs> and it turns out that she doesn't post pictures of her kids on Facebook because she thinks that people are going to masturbate to pictures of her children. And I've seen her children. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they're like the ugliest kids in the world, but that shit's the internet. Like, nobody's trolling Facebook looking at pictures of her kids to jack off to. Like, not to mention that if you have friends that you're afraid are gonna masturbate to pictures of your kids, like, Facebook is an invite-based social media. You need to get new friends. Um, this, this, this coworker makes a lot of bad choices. Um, she has a, a poster in her office that says, pray, let God worry. If God, <laughs> it had to sink in, but uh, if it's at a point that God is worrying, you're fucked. Like, I don't care about your belief system. Either he's worried about you or he's worried for you, and either way, you're screwed. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a story. I want to tell you about the worst guy I ever dated. Um, I've dated four people in my whole life. I've dated uh, a, my husband, who I'm currently dating. <laughs> a heroin addict. He broke up with me. There's a guy that is currently in jail for child pornography. I broke up with him. Uh, and then this fourth guy. Um, so I was 14. To get started, I just want to absolve myself. Um, and I was in high school and I had no friends. And there was this guy 
that just seemed like he was friends with everybody. Like, you know, he'd see people in the hallway and just all high fives. Like, everybody loved this guy. And, and he was friends with everybody, but it kind of felt like we had something that was like a little bit special. Like he liked me. And, and I tried not to make a big deal about it because he was a senior and I was a freshman. And one day he invited me to go see the movie Gladiator with him. Gladiator's a long fucking movie for a first date. I was like, yes, like you must be really serious. And he asked me if, if uh, I needed him to pick me up. And I said no, because I live next to the theater. And, and so I'm at the theater and his mom drops him off, which was not the weird part. The weird part is he was wearing a bicycle helmet when he got out of the car and then he took the bike helmet off and I was like, whatever, this is going to go well. Um, we, get, we get into the movie theater and he is real handsy like immediately, like more handsy than what's okay, but he's so good looking that I want it to be okay. Oh, what happened? I actually was getting into her story. Oh no. What happened? I wanted to hear the story. I was actually into that. I don't know what happened. Okay, we got to handsy. Where were we? I hope I got it back. You know, he'd see people in the hallway and just okay, all high. a little bit more. He was... Too handy. He was a senior and I was a freshman. I and keep going. I, I, I wasn't into her until now, and I'm like, I want to hear the story. When he got out of the car, and then he took the bike helmet off, and I was like, whatever, this is going to go well. Um, we, get, we get into the movie theater, and he is real handsy. Like, immediately. Like, more handsy than what's okay. But he's so good looking that I want it to be okay so bad. But, like, if you asked me what Gladiator was about, it was a three-hour slap fight between me and Eric Gates. Like, that, it was just, <laughs> it was horrible, and I was so embarrassed. Like, within the first three minutes, he tried to put both of his hands down the front of my jeans. Um, and I was so embarrassed because I was not going to let it happen, and I really wanted him to like me. And the movie ended, and I was mortified, and we get outside, and he asked me if I wanted to come over sometime and sit in his mom's hot tub. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I, I do. It went really well. It turns out that it went well, and I didn't know, because I didn't know things. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm walking to the bus on Monday morning with my friend Kyle. He's my neighbor. And I say to him, Eric Gates and I went on a date on Friday, and it went real well. And he <laughs> says, oh, Eric, he's been so great since the accident. I wasn't gonna let Kyle ruin this for me, fuck Kyle. And I wasn't gonna play, I was just like, what do you know? Eric's really cool and you're not cool. And he's like, Eric and I used to be in Taekwondo together before the accident, now his equilibrium was all fucked up. And so I had, to, I had to bite, you know, I'm curious. And I was like, so what, what fucking accident? Turns out, a year prior, when I was in the eighth grade, Eric was in a real bad snowboarding accident. And uh, I don't know a lot about medicine, uh, but what Kyle, used was the phrase, full-blown retard. <laughs> and in retrospect, I don't know if Eric was so much trying to feel me up, or if he was just trying not to fall down. Um, so that was just one date. Uh, we went out four more times, and then he broke up with me. Uh, thank you guys, I've been Kim Martell. <laughs> Well, that was a good story at the end. She got me. We're having a storytelling show. I'm moving her to the out-of-town pile. I liked her. I was into that story. I was into it enough to go back and find it. 
Alright you guys, you are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Our next comedian submission form is in town. I was going to do that one, but it didn't happen. Alright, this is Eric Alexander Moore from Salem, Oregon. Alright, he's a Moore. Lots of Moors around. All right, here we go. This is at the Helium Comedy Club in Portland. It's kind of their big place. Uh, phone rang the other day, and it was a really attractive woman that was calling, and I panicked, and I didn't answer, but then I texted her afterward, and I said, uh, hey, you just called, just in case she forgot. <laughs> and uh, she texted back, LOL, that was a butt dial. I got really excited, though, because I thought that was the same thing as a booty call. <laughs> Dating is, uh, is, is anyone here on a date tonight by chance? Yeah! A couple of you? <laughs> anyone think you might be on a date? <laughs> but you're not sure, and now I'm making it really weird at your table. And you're gonna have to talk about it on the ride home now. This is happening tonight. Single most terrifying conversation that I've ever had is the defining relationship conversation. I hate that so much. I don't want to put someone else in a position where they have to deal with me. I don't know if you can tell right now. This is just how I, it's shiny panic is what it is. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to like, do that to someone, so I wait for them to bring it up. Last summer was the first time I've ever told a woman that I had feelings for them. We had a couple drinks, and I was like, listen, I, I like being around you, you're attractive, I like you. And then for whatever reason, my brain decided to tag it with, so now you've got that to deal with. <laughs> she dealt with it, by the way, you guys ever heard of a place called the Friend Zone? I would be the mayor of that fine town. <laughs> It's not all bad, though. I'm going to be at her wedding. <laughs> going to be the best man. Going to be off by a guy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Dating is great. There's nothing like holding in a fart for four hours. <laughs> fart when they're laughing. I, uh, a friend said, you know, if you want to get out there and, you know, start putting yourself out there dating-wise, it would behoove you to get in shape. And I'm like, all I heard was hoof. <laughs> uh, I started going to the gym, and when I went in there, which, by the way, like, it, I don't, I don't like working out in public. That's part of the problem, is I feel like if someone saw me running down the sidewalk, they'd just think there was an emergency. <laughs> just start heading the same way that I'm going. You know, like, trust that guy's fear. <laughs> Walked into the gym, started up a membership. I got on the elliptical machine, I put my hands on the heart rate sensors, and instantly it said, target heart rate achieved. <laughs> and part of me's like, wait, how? If I was always at my target heart rate, wouldn't I be in shape? Last brief anecdote pretty much 
encapsulates every interaction I've ever had with the opposite sex. Which, by the way, when I was a kid, I thought that opposite sex meant anal. <laughs> I had to go to the grocery store, and it was kind of a crisis because I only needed one thing, and it was toilet paper. If you're as anxious of a person as I am, you can't just go to the store and get toilet paper. They're gonna find out your secret. He's a pooper. So what you have to do is you gotta get like a cover item, you know, like something else to, so that it looks like you're a normal person, you know. Just so happens on this particular day, uh, chili was on sale. Like 88 cents a can for some Nally. I'm like, game on. Grab a couple cans of the Nally, I throw it up there on the belt next to my stuff. Well, the cashier is what you'd call a beautiful woman. The part of my brain that's responsible for procreation is like, talk to her, and I'm like, you know better than that. Well, she breaks the ice. She's, she goes, you got any big plans this weekend? I panic, and I point at my stuff, and I'm like, you're, you're looking at it. And he moves on. Eric Alexander Moore moves on. Sweets. All right, next is Bodie Lane. Bodie Lane. Um, Bodie Lane didn't give us a video but i'm moving him into in town because he's the best storyteller i know all right chad opitz out of he says he's out of town i think he's santa cruz santa cruz he's out of town all right here's chad opitz listen to the altcast here on mutiny radio can join me <laughs> Thank you. Are you ready for your next comic? Well, I guess that'll have to do. Break his spirit, if you will. Coming to the stage from Santa Cruz, he was just in Comedy Day today, Mr. Chad Optiz. See if I can relate to you guys. Um, do you ever just stop and think to yourself, I am the hottest person. In this Arby's. Just take it where you can get it sometimes, you know. Get you through the day. Uh, this is a great spot to be, because generally, doing comedy, we're in very grimy, dingy dive bars most of the time, which aren't without their charms. Like, one of my favorite things to do at spots like that is I like to go into the men's restroom, whisper motivational quotes through the glory holes. Uh, just like, if they can't handle you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best, pal. Raise some spirits that way, community service. Um, after a show recently, there was an 80s dance party after the comedy, and this guy came up to me, he taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, Hey man, 
Do you want a party? 80s style. Which, God, yes. Yes, I do. So we both reach into our jacket pockets at the same time. He pulls out a little baggie of cocaine. I'm holding on to a VHS tape of Breakfast Club. It's part a little differently, I guess. Uh, comedy isn't the most lucrative of professions, and I've been broke recently. And I was at the bar, I wanted to get a tasty drink, I wanted to get a sex on the beach. It's a tasty cocktail, but I couldn't afford it. So I had to ask the bartender to make me a rim job on the bus. <laughs> Which is a PBR with the edges licked by somebody with a cold sword. <laughs> gets the job done. So, um, uh, recently I saw a huge poster showed an older couple walking down a beautiful sandy beach somewhere. And it was accompanied by the phrase, life begins at retirement. And I knew that was a retirement travel ad, but I'd love to hear that argument in an abortion debate. <laughs> I think about that, but life begins at conception. New study show life begins at retirement. <laughs> Negative retirement, we're gonna discuss the validity of your existence. Till then, I'm skeptical, all right? Uh, before the marriage equality ruling, I was at a gay pride parade in Santa Cruz, and I saw a woman holding onto a sign. Thing. Saw a woman holding onto a sign uh, that threw me for a loop because it said, two women kissing is hot." To married women kissing is hotter. Legalize gay marriage and make a frat boy's day. Is that the target demographic? For that issue? Were there a lot of frat guys at parties who were like, Oh, shit, dude. Dude, you see those two chicks making out over there? That is hot. Be a whole lot harder if I knew they were in a legally binding union, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see your rings on his fingers. This is gross. Oh, I'm not into this at all, man. <laughs> um, I have a tradition in my life. Um, every Halloween, I go out, I get hammered. And when people ask me what I am, I say my father. <laughs> so then I have to dress up like a can of Miller High Life just so that he'll hold me. Uh, the me and the rest of my family don't get along too well either. I've got an uncle that's so racist that even mixed martial arts make him uncomfortable. He's not a good guy. So down in Santa Cruz, um, they always try and tout it up as like a nutty, wild, wacky, weird spot. But to this day, the weirdest thing I've ever seen there was just an advertisement in their weekly zine, which is called The Good Times. And all this ad said was, do you like bowling? Do you value free speech? Well, then come on down to the Boardwalk Bowl. 
I was like, what the fuck is the connection? I wake up in the middle of the night with that stuck in my brain, like, free speech bullying, where did I say? And then it was an amazing act, because it made me want to go down and see what the hell was happening. Like, I expected to walk into, like, the KKK next to the Black Panthers. We got Nambla on a lane next to the Boy Scouts. There's an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting going on. This is the most open-minded bowling alley I've ever seen. And I want to see more ads like that one that were just confusing, but lured you in, you know? Maybe something like, hey, do you like racquetball? Swimming? Weightlifting? Does Dr. Ryan Gosling make you question your sexuality? Well, then come on down to Gold's Gym. Hey, do you like organic meats, cheeses, and produce? You think 9-11 was an inside job? Well, then come on down to Trader Joe's. Got out here on this one, guys. Um, there's all sorts of crazy advertising slogans that are just full of shit, and um, I have an absolute favorite one, which was on a bottle of Coors Light that I saw, which is a remarkably ordinary beverage, nothing too nutty, and which made the statement on the bottle all the crazier because it said, "Experience the legendary taste of Coors Light." <laughs> what the hell are these legends, guys? <laughs> What would they be? Odin! Thrust his staff to the heart of the snake-haired Medusa and then shoved a cold, crisp cause light. The mighty Thor swung his hammer and parted the seas with Poseidon himself and then knocked back a cold, delicious cause light. The Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, attended a wedding party in Galilee. When their alcoholic libations had run dry, Christ performed his, dare I say, most refreshing miracle. He turned mere water, not into some boring bourgeois, Bullshit wine! No, no, far from it. He turned it into something as ice cold and satisfying as the Rockies themselves! And the power of Christ compelled those partygoers to spend the rest of that night slamming! The cold, legendary taste of course, life. Yeah, Chad, easily moves on to the next round you guys are listening you can tell what's happening here uh some people are clearly moving on and some people aren't this is the next this is george balzer uh doing vomity Ooh, i've been at this show <laughs> all right so uh the next person coming In up olympia here, washington uh, they're really cool they've always been cool they probably know this about themselves the whole time uh they have a z in their last name which spells cool. And all of you dumb fucks probably don't know that. I should stop insulting you, you're the audience. This is just how I make friends. I'm sorry. Uh, so the next person up here has a very long name, George Robert Baltzer! that time already. How's it going, Vomity? Yeah, that's a good response. I'm so stoked to be here. It's me, George, your weird cousin from down south. Uh, no, really, I'm from down south. I'm from, uh, I'm from Eugene. 
It's four hours, man. That's a, that's a long way. It's a long way. I'd like to start out my set with an impression. This is an impression of a hipster on the downhill side of his 20s, trying desperately to grasp onto some form of artistic validity before he falls into a bottomless pit of blue-collar non-identity. Here it comes. Got some bad news, Olympia. Back patches are over. I know, right? I didn't know this. I was at a bar a few days ago, and I saw a denim jacket sitting on a chair, and I was really drunk, so I was like, oh shit, that's a cool-ass chair. It's got a denim jacket. And then I looked at the jacket, and on the back of the jacket, it had a Jack Johnson back patch. Like somebody, like somebody took a Jack, it wasn't, it wasn't an ad, it wasn't a screen printed, like on canvas back patch. It was like somebody took a Jack Johnson shirt, cut the Jack Johnson part off of it, and then it was like, yeah, I'm gonna stitch this to my jacket, and I'm gonna go out in that. Because that's the kind of white person I am. I am the whitest punk you've ever seen. Uh, it occurred to me recently that I am not a traditionally attractive man. It's not... I'm not sad or upset about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing bad for a non-traditionally attractive man. I'm just... I'm never gonna be hot. I'm just a little too short, a little too thick. I'm like a human corgi. <laughs> so I was just, I was just sitting on my porch smoking a jazz cigarette. And I thought about it and I'm like, oh, that's right. That's a true thing about you, George. You don't have to think about that in the future now. But you are gonna write a joke about it. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not doing bad, right? I'm okay looking, I'm just not, I'm not hot. I'm like a rough around the edges Sean Astin. I'm like Mikey from the Goonies all grown up. Like, you know that guy's doing all right. He's still positive, he's still hanging in there. He did a couple years of community college. And now he's We're running out of time and that is, I didn't, I didn't laugh out loud. I'm sorry, I have to laugh out loud at least once. All right, here we go, Phil Gillies. He's an in-town male. I know this guy. Let's see how he does at Vinny's Bar and Grill uh, in Concord. Sanctuary Ultra Lounge. Come check that out if you guys are out in Livermore on a Thursday. So please slap your hand blitz together for Phil Gillis, everybody. How many couples in the room? Awesome. I better hear all of you laughing, okay? Because I'm single too. I broke up with my girlfriend like four years ago, so I don't know why I'm still talking about it. Because uh, it's weird liking chicks at my age, because it's always a game of like who's not going to say how they feel, you know? And the way the game goes is don't talk about your feelings or that person stops talking to you. Like I shouldn't have done it in the form of a poem. See? For that reason, right there. Should I still be confessing that to a room full of strangers? Yeah. Like, at the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, maybe no one will find that funny, but I think it's just weird. <laughs> it's just so weird. And to be honest, I don't know what order to do things in relationships anymore, you know? Because you're just trying not to be weird, and, like, weirdness can ruin it. And, like, I don't know, like, do I say that I love you, or do I fart in front of them first? <laughs> 
you know, because either one, like, you're risking, like, the odds are about the same about it going well afterwards. <laughs> like, both of them, it's just like, yeah, no. You know? So my last relationship went He said it, not me. All right, moving on. Here we go, guys. This is Doug Hecox out of Washington, D.C. All right, Doug. Looking to try to get in the out-of-town pile. Here we go. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. Going through the submissions. But it's really nice. It's nice to have a working microphone. And I say that, I say that because I remember a time a few years ago when I didn't have all of this. I started at the bottom like many comedians do. I was opening for mimes. <laughs> I was actually mostly opening for an R-rated mime, and he, and he was just like regular mimes, except he'd open his trench coat and then walk against the wind, and sometimes I had to be the wind, you know, because the show must be wrong. <laughs> FYI, it is impossible to tell when a mime is choking. He actually died right in front of me. He was pointing to his neck, he was making faces, he was turning blue. I just thought he was trying out new material. <laughs> There's nothing more sad than a mime funeral. I don't know what's worse. All the faint crying, the eulogy no one can hear, six mimes carrying a dead guy in an invisible box. If there was a bright side, it was this. Mime funerals are great places to meet women. Especially since I was the only one there willing to talk. <laughs> and I met a girl there, and we're actually still dating. It's been several years, we're still together, it's fantastic. We have an anniversary next month, thank you very much. Uh, what's amazing is that we have nothing in common. Uh, she's homeless, which technically makes me a hobosexual, but... And so she's actively trying to get me to use recycled toilet paper. I don't know if any of you... I, I hate it because I can never figure out which recycling bin to put it in. My neighbors are no help. They just judge. So... We're at the special stage of our relationship where we have the cute little nicknames for each other. Uh, she calls me Peanut uh, because she thinks I look like Charlie Brown. And because she has a peanut allergy. <laughs> but I'm a romantic. I like to call her Precious. Because she reminds me of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's like I'm dating a movie star. Which technically makes me a hobbit sexual. Ah, call back again. He's going in the yes pile. He made me laugh enough times. I don't have enough time to go through his whole submission. But it's in a huge theater. He's from out of town. And he made me laugh out loud multiple times. So he moves on. All right, you guys. Uh, that is it for today's Alta cast here on mutinyradio.fm. Brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. The best marijuana tincture in the biz. If you've never tried it, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Six different 
amazing renditions, high THC, high CBD. I believe in the CBGs, baby. We're doing it all now. We haven't started the CBGs yet, but the CBNs are around. What am I talking about? Go to tryalta.com and check it out. Uh, Super thanks to them for supporting everything happening here at mutinyradio.fm and also being one of the major sponsors for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 that's going to be happening March 2nd through 6th, five days here at the station, live for an audience, live streaming for you all over the world, and podcast posts so everyone can hear. We have 40 more submissions to go through uh, in the next couple weeks, and submissions are open until November 30th of this month. So, hey, do it, submit, it's free, and um, thank you guys for joining us here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm. Alex! Ed! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. Yo, that is incorrect! <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? 
you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon, on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold, balanced sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Miren, miren! Es un pájaro? Es un avión? No! It's a man! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience-friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. 
Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Motherfuckers don't I got the dope coming back like 
Hey, it's 2 p.m. here in San Francisco at the MutinyRadio.fm station. And it's time for another Think, Grow, Love episode. The first hour, our extended 